welcome to the Deep Intimate King podcast, also known as The Dig. This is a special podcast series for growth-driven men who desire to be the solid leaders and powerful lovers that they were born to be. If you've been wanting to experience deeper intimacy and fuller freedom of expression, then this podcast series is designed especially for you. So get ready to unleash your dick on the world. Welcome to episode four of the Dick Podcast. So this episode I'm super juiced up and excited about because we are talking about owning the dark masculine. And how this episode is going to work is that I'm going to initially share first around really what is the dark masculine and why it's so important for men to own this energy. And I'm also going to share about my own inner personal journey as well as my journey with uh, helping men in owning this energy. And so then Bear is going to come on and he's going to share about his own journey with the dark masculine and how he also uh, has supported clients with really owning this energy. So the first thing I want to start with is talking about what is the dark masculine. And so Bear and I have actually called this the dark night. And so this is an archetype, essentially, an archetype that lives within men. And also lives, in my experience, I've also journeyed with this in, inside of myself as well. But we're specifically focusing on, on men. And really, I believe that this energy is the energy that men who have been in the nice guy role most need to own because usually the nice guy is covering this dark night energy. So think about a spectrum in your mind and one end of the spectrum is the nice guy and then the other end of the spectrum is the dark night yeah and so usually the nice guy on the other end is is avoiding being the dark night because he's associated and being conditioned that this energy is wrong that it's bad that it's shameful that I shouldn't be that however this energy is such a natural part of a man because it has his connection to his primal essence. Yeah, it's his connection to this animal that lives within. And in the bedroom and in sexuality, it's really his access to dominance, to penetration, to fucking, to claiming, to ravishment. And a lot of women are actually desiring this more in their men. Yeah, they're wanting that. And men often feel lost around that because they're afraid that this energy could hurt. And this energy has hurt, right? When it's been in its shadow form, it has actually hurt. You know, we have a history of women being raped and murdered and and these things can live in the, the DNA and men don't want to be that they're like I don't want to be that so I don't want to go close to this energy I would hate to hurt a woman and if I go to that if I own any of that then oh that's that's risky and I couldn't be that and I, I need to be this nice guy that could never do that right but the dark night is not um, bad or wrong or shameful and it's not a shadow there is a shadow form of it 
and there's a healthy form of it. Yeah, so I'm going to discern that shortly. And what we want is for men to learn how to access the healthy version of it. Yeah, because if they don't, it will come out in a shadow way or a leaky way. Yeah, and nice guys do have this in them because they're animal, right? They they have every every human has the primal essence, and if they don't own it, then it's gonna come out in leaky, shadowy ways. If you think about the the nice guy who has a covert contract trying to get something, trying to do something to try and get uh, something from a woman, to try and get sex, but he's doing it really indirectly. Like he's he's doing something with his behavior. Like if I, if I show up and I do this thing for this woman, then she might want to have sex with me. You know, if I prove myself in this way, that is leaky behavior, right? Rather than a healthy dark night, is going to be able to be really direct with his desires. He can fully own what he wants and what he desires and is not afraid to be rejected, is not afraid to hear no. Yeah, he can hear that and welcome it and be okay with it. Yeah, and most of the time in in my personal experience, when a man has been direct and open with his desires because he owns it from within, then either I've been really like attracted to that, like, oh, that's sexy and hot, or I've really respected him, you know, if it wasn't a yes for me and if I didn't have that mutual desire, like there's a, there's a respect of, like I respect him for, for owning that, yeah. And then the other side of that is when it is overactive essentially <clears throat> and what is happening is that it comes out in that predator way, yeah, and it comes out as like think of like kind of the, the guy, the sleazy guy at the bar that's like just talking to all the women and trying to get them all into bed and the player and, you know, it just doesn't care about their feelings and is just trying to bed lots of different women and is really obvious about it. Um, that is when it is, is also in shadow, right? Yeah. So, so let's talk about more of the qualities. Yeah. So, I've already spoken to the animalistic, the primal, but there's also like this um, this living on his edge, taking healthy risks. There's this aliveness, there's this feeling of freedom. Like he's willing to challenge himself and really like being, be, be free in his expression and his desires. There's this ownership of his self-expression um, and particularly that primal self-expression. He is a healthy predator, which means that he can own what he wants and he can go for it. Yeah, he really has power in that way. He fully owns his, his desires and his wants. He can ask for what he wants, powerfully ask for what he wants. He is not afraid to, to be rejected. He's, he can, he's able to face the rejection if it happens, yeah? Like you're able to face someone's no and um, not take it personally or, um, you know, go into like that that disappointment where it's like uh, I can feel that that kind of nice guy disappointment energy which can be a bit victim-y yeah it's not like he's like cool like thank you for speaking your boundaries like I honor that yeah um he's connected to like his base and sacral chakra energy like this this is this, this basey energy uh he is sexually adventurous and explorative and can yeah really 
be fairly shameless around his sexual desires yeah so you know if if you have shame around your desires then there's parts of you that are not owning that and that's pretty normal like most of us have been ashamed around our sexual like actually every person on the planet I believe has some shame around their sexuality and their desires whereas this energy is really going to transform that it's like it, you can take full ownership of what what they desire yeah so there's also a dominant energy to this and I feel that the, the dominance is really starts with the ownership of desire it's like this is what I want and I can ask for that so then if we go into the overactive dark night this is when we go into that sexual predator energy the unhealthy sexual predator that is taking without consent that is raping um, that doesn't give a fuck about hurting people that's the like the bad boy like this dang there's actual danger yeah so and danger and hurt and it's just that it has a real um connotation that goes with taking in the healthy aspect taking can actually be really sexy and fun yeah so this is when you might look at um dominance and submission where the dom is taking from the submissive for their pleasure but has the consent of the submissive yeah so that they it's fully consensual and there's a sexiness to that there's eroticism to that there's a liveness to that and then if we go into the underfunctioning or the underactive then that's where you have that that passive nice guy who can't ask for what he wants or doesn't know what he wants um needs to do the right thing follow the rules even if it's not his truth uh, focuses on the woman's pleasure and giving to her and disconnected from his own ability to receive so this is one that i commonly have worked with with men and we would do practices around boundaries and consent and there'd be a practice around consensual taking where i would be in this allowance of them taking from my body for their own pleasure and it could just be my hand yeah and I would have many men freeze up or be like oh I can't do that they would have to go into giving they'd be like oh no I've got to do what uh, I'll give you what you want or I would do a practice where I would say we're, we're doing a boundaries practice where they I'm allowing them to touch my body until I give them my safe word yeah, but still a part of them would hold themselves back. There was a part of them that didn't trust, like didn't trust themselves. Yeah, there's like this part of them that was trying to be careful. Oh, I don't want to do anything to upset her. I don't want to do anything to hurt her. Or I just hold back. And then that really transfers into the bedroom. How often that men are trying to please women and give them what they want and are so disconnected from their own desires and their own wants and would never be able to ask for what they really really want whereas the dark knight he owns it he's like this is what i want yeah but he's not attached to getting it or not either yeah so yeah and and there are many women that are really desiring this energy more in man that it's like it's hot it's sexy and some of the work that i've had to do uh in myself is to work on being able to receive this energy in a man because often what i'll hear from women is like oh i 
I really want to be taken. I want to be ravished. I want to be claimed. I want to be fucked. I want to fully surrender. But there's a part of them internally that actually doesn't feel safe with their energy. So one of the pieces that I've guided women on is to actually own this energy in themselves. And this has been part of my journey. So so a big part of my journey has been to go and own this energy in myself. Yeah, so that I could A, receive it from a man and then B, also also teach it to men and how to support men with it. So one of my first experiences of really owning this energy in myself was in a workshop where we were doing dark masculine uh, embodiment and ritual. And I got to feel into this energy through uh, like what, what we call running the energy in the body through grunty bass sounds, through vibrating the body, through like feeling into my fucking energy and getting real primal and animalistic and getting yeah, a bit messy and a bit wild and really going into claiming and taking and ravishing myself. And one of the things I often get men to do is to focus on running this energy and fucking and thrusting pillows to let that energy run through their bodies. And particularly in this ritual, what I did is I thought about what is this, what is this energy that I, that I judge a lot and, and, and where, where do I see this energy that I judge it? And it was in porn. Yeah. So where I really feel this non-consensual taking energy and so I allowed myself to feel that in my body and run it in my body so that I could bring it into um, love, essentially. So where I could feel it in, in, in my body and where it wasn't owned in me. Yeah. So if you know that you're, you're at the end of in the spectrum where you're like oh no I wouldn't want to be that maybe this part of you that doesn't desire to be it that you know you don't even know how to go there or you feel frozen around it then then part of your journey is to really run this energy in your body and feel it in your body yeah and it is about using um breath and sound and like I find that really going into the archetype itself so rather than just like oh, i'm gonna fucking make sounds and grunt and thrust pillows it's more like oh how does this what does this archetype feel like in my body so once i'd had that first experience of really feeling what this felt like in my body it was important that i kept um, embodying it and spending time with it because it's not just like a one-time fix <laughs> it was like a one-time oh i've gone and done this this embodiment and then oh it's so integrated in my being no it takes time it takes practice especially with this energy because it has had so much shut down shut down and shame around it and what I noticed was that the more that I was doing this the more that men started showing up in my space who actually needed help with this and because I now felt safe with it in my body I could offer them that yeah and I think this is a big piece is that you know, if you're going to do this work on yourself, work with someone who's already done this work. Work with someone who you see them and you feel like, oh, this person owns that energy. I feel like around them I can feel that this is owned in them. And Bear is one of these men, like he has um, definitely owned this energy in him. And I've been there on the journey with him. I've seen him go through it and and, trend, and really be able to own it. And where he was when we first met and – 
to to now is like two different people when it comes to his his journey with his his nice guy and his journey with his nice guy started um well before uh we got together but this was like a huge piece that he he went through to to really own him himself as a sexual man yeah and so this i believe is the energy that most needs to be owned for men to come into their sexual freedom and and the dark masculine really does um have freedom like he feels so free to to express himself yeah so when men were coming to me they would come to me with things like just a lack of confidence in the bedroom like wanting to have more confidence uh they would have uh sexual dysfunction so often they'd be struggling with erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation and even just asking for what they wanted just not being able to like being just really disconnected from their desires like some of them not even knowing like oh i don't even know that i um can have desires i don't really know what i want or like not being able to ask for what they wanted because they're always focusing on like meeting the other person's wants and needs and desires so the thing i really want to talk about here is particularly around erectile dysfunction because i don't see this talked about a lot is the link between erectile dysfunction and the dark masculine so the dark masculine is connected to the penetrative energy like it's a very penetrative energy and what can happen is that when a guy is conditioned to be this nice guy this energy gets shut down now if there's been a situation or even just you know societal conditioning that um to not you know don't do anything to hurt a woman yeah which you know is great but if men see and have learned somewhere that their penis could hurt or penetration could hurt then there may be a shutdown of their penetrative energy and their cock actually shut down shuts down being able to penetrate yeah and they they have blocks around their primal energy and they very much end up in their head and disconnected from their bodies yeah so i work with a lot of men who have this have erectile dysfunction and is connected to them being a people pleasing nice guy and shutting down their dark masculine because they're so afraid of that their energy is going to hurt a woman and they completely shut down their penetrative energy yeah so this is why it's so important to claim this and can it can heal erectile dysfunction working with this energy yeah it's also connected to testosterone which is needed for men to get hard yeah so when a man is in that that primal hunter energy that is building testosterone what i also see outside of the bedroom is men not being able to approach women having that fear of rejection right so the dark knight he just he just stands in his confidence and power and he will be able to approach women yeah and and here's the thing like we can as women we can feel when a man is embodied in this energy yeah and so there's a lot of there's a lot of teachings out there around approaching women talking to women and it's usually around what to say right 
Here's the thing. You can say all the things, but what it really comes down to is your energy. Yeah? Because we can feel it. Yeah? So, so like, if you come and say things, but you're in, like, you're still running your nice guy role, we, like, your energy is off. We can, we can feel that, but you come and, and, and your energy is embodied in your dark masculine. Fuck, probably doesn't even matter what you say. Because <laughs> we feel the confidence. We feel the certainty. We feel this is a man that knows what he wants and goes for what he wants, owns his desires. Yeah. And when it is embodied in that healthy way, we feel safe with it. Yeah, because the dark night is not an unsafe energy. It's when it's in shadow and it's unowned or overactive that it's not safe. Yeah, so even though, let's say you've got this nice guy role and you're like, oh, no, I'm not a, I'm not a predator. Like, yes, you are. It is, it's just in shadow, it's shut down. It will be coming out in leaky ways. Yeah, and that might be where there is a COVID contract where you're doing something to try and get something. Yeah, it's just not obvious because you don't know how to be direct about what you want. Yeah, so you use these manipulative or indirect ways so that you don't look like a predator because there will be an association that if I'm direct and really ask for what I want, she's going to think that I'm a predator. Yeah, and so it comes out in all these weird, icky ways which... When we experience that, we experience the ickiness of it. So when men have come to me wanting to know the tips and the tricks and things that they can do to help their woman uh, have an orgasm or to be able to approach women, I don't give them like really specific tips and tricks. The first thing we do is look at, well, what is the energy that you're in? Because it's all about the energy. It's not about what you do. It's not about the, the trick or the tip or what you say. It's about the energy you hold. And so this is why it's so important for men to do embodiment work. Yeah? is to go and embody these different energies and integrate them into their being so that they can express them in healthy ways. And this is where a man's confidence really is. The other really important piece that makes this energy really healthy is that it's actually connected to a man's heart. Yeah, so it's bringing the cock and the heart together. So the primal essence is connected to the heart and that's what makes it healthy. Yeah, and this is when a woman can actually feel really safe with this energy because she can feel that it's connected to the heart. She can feel that he's not trying to take from her you know, just for himself without consent. Yeah, he's not trying to do it and there's a leaky way to get something from her. You know, she feels really safe. And, and when, when a woman feels safe, that's when a pussy gets wet. When a woman feels safe and her heart opens and it activates her desire, it activates her turn on, yeah, and it invites her into her submission and invites her to surrender and to feel safe to surrender. You know, she knows that, He's really got her and will respect her boundaries, yeah? I also feel this piece of when a man's in this energy that there's a permission 
to for a woman to really express her own primal essence more to um to express her desires more there's like an opening a welcoming for that like she can own more of herself because he's owning more of himself there's an there's, a, there's an inspiration there yeah so when bears in this energy like it is it automatically puts me into submission when he's in this energy i can really uh, allow myself to relax and submit and surrender and i know that he's totally got me yeah and it also allows me to express myself more fully. You know, I can also get more activated into my primal essence and we can experience like primal play with each other. And I really want to hone in on the piece of that this is really the gateway point for men to really own what they want and be able to ask for what they want. I cannot tell you how many times I have had men in my space that just struggled to ask for what they wanted and we as women we want to know we want to know what you want like we would love that yeah just like you want to know what we want yeah we want to know and we love it when you own it it's eternal when you own it when you don't own it and it comes out leaky it's a turn off yeah it's a turn off when that happens so the masculine embodiment piece is really what Bear brings through and I see that his dark masculine is actually one of the most potent pieces that he works with with men and it's incredible for me to say that because I look at where we were when we first started dating and there was this experience where we were away for a weekend and this is in the early days of our dating and we were playing this intimacy game and this card came out for him which was around expressing his desires like what he wanted asking for what he wanted and he went really quiet and these tears started rolling out of his eyes and to me that was really touching and beautiful and and I just sat there and, and waiting for him to to share essentially just holding space for, for whatever was going on and, and coming with my curiosity. And he shared with me that he realized that he'd never really thought of his desires as being important, that he'd never really been asked that question before. And he realized that in that moment. And so that really kicked off the journey for him to own what he wanted and to start owning his his dark masculine and that same night what what i did is i created an experience i created a ritual for him to own what he wanted and and what that looked like was um dancing for him but having him tell me exactly how he wanted me to dance how he wanted me to move my body how he wanted me to take off my clothes and just really owning it. And so we started with something more simple, so it wasn't too sexual. It was something that, you know, he wasn't touching me at the time. It was just him looking at me and and, and asking for what he wanted to see, yeah? And I was able to say yes or say no and, you know, have that be honoured. And it was a really powerful experience and that really just, it was a catalyst for him to continue that. And now he is 
incredible at owning what he wants, both inside and outside the bedroom. And having boundaries and saying no and being clear and direct and assertive. And it's also really impacted his work and how he's shown up in his work with with men and and showing up and keeping men accountable and ah, just owning who he is and who he is as a leader and who he is as a man in the world. There's this greater level of, of solidarity and certainty that he holds. And I see that in the way that men uh, respect him and listen to him and want to be around his energy. So I'm going to let you feel that for yourself. I'm going to, to bring him on and have him share with you uh, his journey. Thanks, babe, for sharing all of that. really resonates with me that time that... Um, I got to experience deep sadness and the awareness of what it was like for me not to even be aware of what it is like to ask for what you want as a man. And when we experienced that together, as you just shared before, I just felt sadness and yeah, I was really sad and I had no idea of what was, what was really going on in my body at that time. And lead to shutdown as well and um, I want to talk about that um, moving forward but I just want to say to everyone listening is it's it's super powerful this um, piece around asking for what I want as a man in my relationship in my work and how that plays out in my life and in that moment when EJ and I were away and that came up in our intimacy and I went to that place of oh my god I haven't had that I don't even know what she's talking about and she was able to just support me and uh, listen and that allowed me to not have shame around it. it allowed me to actually be curious about it and to, to finally get to a place where yeah, it's okay. Um, okay, uh, let's have a look at it. What it is? What is it? And so it was super amazing. And as EJ shared with you, from then uh, in that night, we we did a few things and had a few practices around asking for what I wanted. And let me tell you, it was bloody hard. And it was I I stro- struggled with it after that, and um, for a long time because it was so ingrained in me that I don't deserve to get what I want. Um, I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable, let alone love myself, let alone anyone else love me. And that's what it boiled down to. So what I connect it to is for me is, and what I see in other men, is that not having the confidence or the self-love to be in a place in my life where I can ask for what I want might look like confidence, lack of confidence, lack of confidence in leadership in your own life, lack of confidence in leadership in your own relationship, in your intimacy, 
in anything you do for yourself. And what I found is my communication then was what I called leaky. And I love using this term, leaky communication, or that's leaky. And I say to myself often, um, when, when leaky shit comes out of my mouth, I think, that was leaky. Fuck, that was leaky bear. Like, what, what's going on? And I'm able to pull myself in and go, well, what, what's really going on for me to say that um, and to bring myself back to a place where my communication um, is, is solid, unwavering and, and true. Uh, so this is, where, this is how I think now. But back then, um, I didn't actually, wasn't aware of what I would say and how, um, how important languages and communication so the integration moving into this, this um, for me, this land of the vast land of the dark knights on horseback riding with their army, with their golden swords. Yeah, this, this, this was my vision and I was, I was on the other side with a dirty old horse and a red, red armour and a rusty old blade uh, running through the villages um, cutting down with blood, rusty blades and that was who I was and that was representative of the language I, I would use, um, the uncertainty. It's what I'm talking about, leaky communication. One of the things is um, the uncertainty, the, the, the stuttering of a sentence that can come out of me if I'm unsure, right? So... If I'm unconfident about saying something to, especially to a woman, and fuck, especially asking for what I want, then I'm going to be stuttering or I'm not even going to say it. Um, I will keep it to myself and I will hold it down deep and it will stay there as resentment. And in my last relationship, I pedestaled my partner and at the same time dug her a grave and when we pedestal when i pedestal someone i dig them a grave at the same time and so what's what that is saying and i know it well because i did it all my life unconditionally to get what i wanted um to to manipulate to be loved so that my world ran smoothly right we're talking nice guy stuff here guys and i know there's there's traits we can all own traits of this and um, I love to put my hand up, both hands and both legs and own all this stuff when I talk about this. Um, when I pedestal my partner, I dig a grave because what I say is actually not what I feel. I just say things to make everything run smooth in my life and hopefully I'll get something out of it. And in that I create COVID contracts in my relationship and all these, all these hidden agendas. So sneaky, right? So let's, let's add leaky to sneaky, um, deceitful, lying, hiding in the shadows. It's all, it, it is all a familiar thing. And if we can only, if I can only start, and this is really important for me because I know it works for me and it still does every day. If I could only start with my language and feeling into what would come out of my mouth moving forward, then 
I'm on the right path. So I'm going to give you an example of some leaky language, uh, some leaky communication versus uh, what I like to call the dark night solid communication. So here we go. Example. Uh, first, the leaky. Oh, hey, babe. Um, I was thinking on Friday night, I'll take you, uh, let's go out for dinner. Uh, we'll go to that, you know, that, that place that you like. Um, and then we'll go to the beach if, if you want, because, you know, it's pretty hot. So, uh, yeah, let me know. Do, is that what you want to do? Um, and we'll do it on Saturday, maybe. I, 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 okay. Okay. See ya. Well, I'm just going to go and throw up into the bin, guys. <laughs> so this is the Dark Nights Solid Communication. Hey babe, Saturday night, I'm going to take you out. 6.30, we're going to leave. We're going out for dinner. I want you to wear that red number, the one you know that I like. Does that work for you? Yeah, so we heard the two, two different styles there. And, um, you know, the first one, the, the leakiness in that, who can identify with that? Um, you know, who wants to throw up in a bin? Um, who, who, who thinks to themselves right now, wait a minute, what's wrong with that? That's fine. You know, um, it's not fine. And if, if we can get, if I can get out of that and, and make my communication solid, meaningful and direct, um, passionate as well you know passion comes from a place where i can say those simple things and it is what i mean my like my word is what i mean it's not like oh hey uh, uh um if you want do you want to do you want to it's like i want to take you out for dinner i'm taking you out for dinner and the thing the powerful thing here to the dark night you know obviously we heard the dark night it's different it's solid it's to the point but here's the kicker man the dark night at the end of that he doesn't care. He can handle a no. If this woman, and this, uh, this is not just his partner. This is not me saying, hey, babe, this could be to a girl, Jenny, who I just met the night before at the bar, and I've just gone, she's a stranger. If I say the same shit, I feel the same way, and I can expect, I can um, handle a no. This is what the dark night can handle. If she says no for some reason, guess what he says? He can say thank you. Well, he can say whatever, but it's to acknowledge that I'm okay with that. And when a woman can see that, she feels really, really safe. So you can see in this man that this communication on the dark night side sounds quite dominating energy, uh, penetra penetrative energy. Um, and that's something I had to own because that was my medicine from being the nice guy that had no idea it even existed. And I feared it the most because it, from the nice guy going into that role, I would have, there was so much fear and possibility that I would get rejected. So imagine what the nice guy feels when he actually goes to a place of, oh my God, I've got to ask for what I want. Oh my God, oh my God, no, because I'm going to die. I'm going to get rejected. That part of me is going to die. So I won't even say anything. And that's how we live our lives as nice guys. And um, so moving into moving from the nice go, guy into this this place of being able to ask for what I want, I had to. It was a big journey, and 
I was on one side of the fence and the nice guy, uh, sorry, the dark night was right on the other side and I had to get there somehow and then and come back to the middle to get this middle grounding of the centered feeling of this masculine energy that, that I could just be in as opposed to grab or it use me and um, waver my behaviors. So how we did that was together. Me and my partner, um, we really, really did um, some, it was really challenging. Um, it, was, it was fun. Um, it was up, it was down, it was, um, I think the words we use sometimes were uh, gawky and um, awkward, um, and I'll speak about this. Um, but the, at the end of the day, what, what we did was we really made it work. And because, um, and this was about me getting into, um, stepping into my dom, or if we want to call it the dark night um, energy. And part of, part of what helped me was the embodiment practices and feeling into that um, energy of all the archetypes and starting to really embody it and, and feel it in my body and move it and, and breathe it and start to integrate and own it and, and really feel this is me. This is a part, just a part of me. It's not all of me. It's just a part of me. And the difference was before in the nice guy world, I had, didn't have that. I had no idea. It's like, I'm not like that or there's no way. I remember watching movies or um, in my life where there would be a dark night scene and the guy would have this girl, for example, and I would think, yeah, the part of me got ignited and activated and I was like, that feels really good, right? But would I do that or would I be capable of doing that? Uh, probably not. And it was a fantasy. But now I know it's just part of me. I can do this and, and it's totally safe. I'm not going to die. Um, and it's, it's amazing to be there. Now, part of our, part of my uh, work in this is what we, um, EJ and I did together was uh, role play and constantly uh, coming up with um, ways and games and dates and creative stuff that really might, made a lot of the work that we do now um, possible. We have a lot of this stuff in our workshops and um, everything that we do we've experienced in our lives and um, um, we've had a lot of laughs as well and a lot of creation has taken place. So a lot of that is dates, creating dates. Um, and I remember, I remember one time there were, there's this just really simple guys. Like one time I text EJ from work. Oh yeah, that's right. This is really good. Yeah, this is cool. In my mind, I was getting really, I was actually getting turned on. I was getting excited. I had it structured and I was, I was like, yeah, great. Oh yeah, that's really, yeah, it feels good. So I made her, what I've noticed too is when I take charge, she lets go. And when a woman can let go of control and having to worry about what we do as men, 
then they start to get juicy and feel free and trust and get moist and all these cool things. And with us as men, we can actually have fun and control the night in a really nice way and not control it, but it's like, hey, babe, I've got you. You know, my actions say, hey, babe, I've got you. Just enjoy. You know, it's not a controlling thing. So when we can do that with our actions and not say anything, um, then they start to soften and our women start to soften and, and then we start to grow. We have growth. These are, these are little growth patterns. So what I'm going to share with you now after, that, after this experience, my nice man doing this dark work is he just grew a little bit more. And then another thing would happen. I would go, oh, fuck, that was shit. Oh, oh, that was didn't work out. It was like awkward. It was uncomfortable and we would talk about it and then I would grow again, right? And so it's all growth. So, so here's an example. I was working away painting. I was dirty. I said, um, hey, Dave, I'm coming over and I'll be there in an hour. Um, she, she was okay for this. I knew that she wasn't working. Um, I said, I'm going to need a shower. Uh, I'm going to want you to come to the door and open the door for me and walk me to the shower. But when you open the door, I don't want you to look at me. I want you to say, when you open the door, I want you to say, yes, ki- yes, my king. Right. And then so I, I just, we would do it in segments. And I'd say, if you understand and you're okay with this, um, you know, answer, yes, my king. And, and this is what I wanted. I wanted her to say that. So we have to get down finer details, what I want, right? So I wanted her to say, yes, my king. I wanted her to do these things. And I would say it in a way where she has um, a choice. I would say, if you agree to all of these terms, let me know. Uh, say yes. If not, say no. And, and we'll negotiate, right? Because not everyone's going to be happy with doing all the things, or they may. So anyway, she would be going, yes, my king, yes, 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 and fireballs, like, you know, she was loving it. And um, so the reason why I said, I, I don't want you to look at me when you open the door, I want you to look at the ground, take my hand, walk me to the shower, and then go to the bedroom and lay on the bed face down. Now, this was for a young reason because I knew that she, if she looked at me, I would laugh, right? And she would laugh. And I wanted us to hold the energy. So that, that worked really good because she was like submissive, looking down, and it was able, it allowed me to be like stay in this energy of like, oh, I've got this, you know. And um, went to the shower, had a shower. She had a nice towel there. And when I walked into the room, she was face down, which was good too because I could sort of settle into the room and and then we went from there. So... Look, after all these things that we do, we, um, we get a chance to debrief and, we, and after it uh, we, we have a good chat about it and have a laugh and a giggle and, and we say, you know, what, what, what did you enjoy most? Uh, what could we have done differently? And that's where we grow again, right? So for a while now I've been working with men and lately working with nice guys predominantly is the dark night energy that comes up, the leaky sexual energy that comes up um, in the behaviours that men have. And a lot of it is secret. It's, it's in the shadows. Um, it's I don't want my partners to find out. It's I don't want anyone to find out. 
which I don't even want myself to find out. And so it's getting to a place where we can communicate. And it's really getting boils down to what is your deepest desires, brother? And it's not always sexual. A lot of it is sexual. And that's the beauty of it is that when men find out these deepest desires, for them it's shame. But when they really get it out and talk about it and let it in the light, it's actually it's nothing. It's actually we, we turn our minds around, they turn their minds around at, at it and welcome it as part of themselves as um, an amazing part of their personality, their, their being. And, uh, yeah, I've got a few experiences I'd love to, I'd love to share. Um, talking about the, the predator energy, if we, um, if any of you can feel into what the, pre the word predator means to you, um, if it means a, a creature um, or a, a, a lion in the, in the morning getting its prey to take back to, or, or, a, or a hunter, a hunter and gatherer. When we're in tribe, we would wake up with this hormone. Men would wake up with this hormone. And what I call it now is we wake up with a heart on. And men, men are like, well, all I want to do, what I want to do with this is, is have sex. But that, that energy is really made for going out and catching some food for the tribe first thing in the morning. When the sun comes up, the gazelles are up. Let's go. Let's use this energy. Let's go and hunt. So the predator energy, this predator um, was given us to us for a reason. But now in our society, we don't get up in the morning. We don't go and hunt. Uh, we have other distractions in our lives. And, you know, we have porn. We have drugs. We have alcohol everywhere. Um, all of these addictions um, come in. And, and also we have this predator energy. And it's used on other things. And um, it can get out of control. So this one beautiful brother I worked with, um, we spent some time down at the beach and his piece was around and he was, he was really worried about, really worried about himself and had a lot of shame. He goes, oh, I can't stop walking down the street and, and looking at women and I, I, or going to the gym and I, I see three women over there and I just have to look at them and I can't stop myself. I can't stop myself. And, and, you know, I put my hand up. I know what that's like. You know, I know what that's like. You're not by yourself. And what it was about what, what it was like for him. So we went deeper and so what, is it, what does it feel like? You know, what does this feel like in your body? And we went deeper and it, it became this real, it was what we got to do. What we got to do is he, he, he stopped talking and he, he, he couldn't communicate it. And in a way, so we got him to move his body, and we're on the beach, and we had this beautiful smooth sand, and I got him to be this energy and walk in a circle, and whatever this is, and and we got him to be. I said, you can be a creature, you can, whatever this feels like for you. I want you to walk in a circle and come back to here. And sure enough, he started walking and then he started to snarl and then he got onto his three legs 
and then two legs and then one leg long then sweeping uh, then claws come out on the other side and he did a circle when he was slithering and making snarling sounds and he got back to where we started and he stood up and he was panting and breathing and he said I said how do you feel he said I feel good I said well have a look at your circle and it was terrifying he's like holy fuck and it looked like a creature from another planet slithering and sliding around and we and he decided that um, this was his leaky predator we, we, we were talking about leaky communication on the way down to the beach and he named it leaky predator and it was amazing it was actually really great to see this imprint of himself this behavior on the beach and it represented to him how i think and what's what's inside me and how i move and this is a part of me so he could see it and he accepted it so then we said okay so what what is a healthy predator the energy you know the hunting energy the protector energy um in this healthy form what does that look like so i said you know we said walk in a circle and he had beautiful footsteps of course he, his shoulders were up no sound just breathing and he came back slowly and it was it was you know it was as i would expect it it was perfect and he and he really owned that too so he owned that part of himself and i said what's really going on what is this energy underneath what is going on and he said oh i said what is your deepest desire so my desire is to play, is to be, um, is to venture in an experience with his partner. And that was it. And he named that also. And so we got him to do the walk in that, in that energy. And he did that and it had a little bit of a funky walk, had a bit of a shape in the sand and, and, and he came back, he was having fun. He had a smile on his face. And he came back to the center and he looked at that and sure enough, it was different. And that had energy with it as well. And he owned that. So we looked at all of the parts of him and we get back to the, the most standout one was the leaky predator. And he was able to actually walk it again, standing up and feel into that and love himself, love that part of him that has kept himself safe all these years um, and protected him and his little boy was able to feel safe and he was able to own that part of him and look after that part of him and say that, Hey, I've got you. It's okay. I've got you. So he stood back to the center, looked at all the parts. And embodied them and then uh, we went in and uh, he slowly walked into the ice cold ocean and um integrated those those parts of him the leaky predator the predator uh the kink you know the the um the peace there's deepest desires and just embody those and and know that i'm love that these are all just love all just love parts of love parts of me Look, we also work, do this work online and um, a fair bit, and it, it actually works. It, it, um, when I first started doing this face-to-face, -face, in person, 
I used to think, is this going to be, is this going to work online? And it definitely does. And um, one experience was a time I worked with a man in Bali, of all places, and we uh, worked once a week together. And the work that he did was around embodying the archetypes, and we did some some journey visualization journeys to really get to these, get deep to these archetypes and how that looks, how that looked for him was he lived in a villa. He would have protocol every, that once a week he would, he would say to the people that he lived with, Hey, there's going to be some no possibility of some noise coming out of the room tonight. I'm going to have the door shut for an hour. I'm going to be okay. Um, and that's, that's letting everyone else know that, what's going on there is going to be okay. It's going to be safe and it's taking care of yourself and others. And we would start the work. And so he would clear his, his uh, office and he would um, start the work and we would have homework during the week, prepping for it. And the speakers would be on. And the beautiful thing that really works is witnessing another man witnessing another man doing the work and this is really powerful because on the on the zoom screen all you see is another man watching you and when you open your eyes he's there and he's sitting there or five guys are watching and we've done this with uh, multiple um, men on screens and it's super powerful um and this man got such good results um he would, um, yeah, within a few, within three weeks, um, he lived in Bali and he got out of a relationship and was was happy to just work on himself and become the best man he could be and work on his intimacy and actually was kind of over women as like, no, nah, I've got, I don't, I'm not interested. I'm just going to do me, and that's enough. That's I'm okay with that, and. When we got to the archetype of the wild beast and the, the dark night stuff, when we got to that, something changed in him. And all of a sudden, he was like, oh, I can't believe it. Uh, go to the bar now and I'm like attracting all these different, these women that, come, that wouldn't normally, or wouldn't normally talk to, um, are talking to me. And what I'm noticing is, how I'm, I'm talking back to them in, in a different language. He's like, you know, uh, communicating in a different language and um, in a different way, a confident way. And then the next time it was, um, oh, I took a girl home to my, and now he's like the king of the village. Um, it's like, oh my God. So what monster did we create? <laughs> but, you know, um, but in a healthy way. You know, this, this guy's, um, you know, super healthy. Um, what I say is um, the language and his, you know, he goes for what he wants um, and um, that's attractive. And women have been um, really noticing that in him. Good on your brother if you're listening to this. <laughs> so, look, there's, this work is definitely powerful online. If anyone is thinking that, Oh, online, it can't, you know, oh, it's not worth it, it doesn't work, or, you know, this embodiment, how can that even work? Um, it does. And we've been doing it long enough now to, to really uh, maximize um, how we can use our technology. You know, some of us think of technology as a hindrance, 
and um, we can use that hindrance to our advantage and that's called Zoom. Um, you know, that's called um, breakout rooms. That's called, you know, um, recording. You know, we can, there's so many great things and that we can do, do with what we have in our own rooms, in our privacy of our own house and um, make it work. So this stuff really works. Um, but my favorite is um, face-to-face because <laughs> I like to get dirty and sweaty and, and yell and, and grunt and, and have all that going on. That's cool too. But we get to do that in our own homes and we definitely will be doing that. Mm, yeah, babe. I love seeing you get dirty and sweaty as well. <laughs> Lucky we live together. And I, yeah, I love that men can do this work from the other side of the world. And that's a really cool thing about the work that we're doing on online is that men can, can, can do that from anywhere in the world. So yeah, we, we have already worked with many, many men who live um, in all different countries. So yeah, super cool that we get to do that. And what I'd love to do is I would love to finish by actually sharing a podcast review from one of our clients who's actually worked with us. And what I also want to share is that we are regularly going to be giving away prizes to people that leave reviews. And this will either be a, a you can either choose from a dick t-shirt or our Dib Intimacy Playbook. Uh, which I actually don't, isn't actually available to the public. It's only for our uh, one-on-one clients and also for men that are in the, in the Deep Into Big King. So all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then make sure that you like screenshot it to us on Instagram at Deep Into Big King or, or email support at ejlove.com so we know who you are. So this review comes from brad thank you brad and i love the title it says get your dick out from behind you that definitely gives me some interesting visuals (laughs) so here's what brad said after doing thousands of hours and over a hundred thousand dollars of personal development and emotion work there was still something i couldn't shake a deep-seated program that affected everything from business to my own self-perception and, of course, relationships. EJ and Bear helped me by showing me the old wounds that I didn't know I still carried but were so deep that I couldn't even acknowledge them. They released, I was releasing them within minutes, helping me to realize how I've been looking at the world and particularly relationships was from a place of fear and resentment. I'm thoroughly looking forward to this podcast and the work EJ and Bear are doing in this space and sharing it with other growth-focused men who haven't quite realized their place in the world. Oh, thank you, Brad. That means the world to receive that. So super grateful. And yeah, we look forward to continuing to share this with you as well. If you are feeling called to the Deep Intimate King, then we invite you to go to www.deepintimateking.com to learn about what we offer and how you can join us and become part of the dick movement. We are so excited to support you to break through your barriers to intimacy and become the solid leader and powerful lover that you were born to be. Make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. 
You can also follow us on Facebook under EJ Love and Bear Nutting or Instagram under at Deep Intimate King. And if you really love this episode, then we encourage you to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get your dick on. Thank you.